0: What is going on guys welcome back to the kyle beats podcast today's episode is a repost episode it's an episode i did about eight to ten months ago with trevor daniel um trevor daniel is an artist if you don't know who he is uh he's recently been blowing up on spotify itunes apple music TikTok charts he has the number one pop song in the world right now and it's quickly climbing the charts i think he was at like number seven on spotify last time I checked on the overall world charts uh, and he's like number four from the U S trending crazy shit at the time when we were recording this, his song falling had just, I think it just hit 2 million plays. Not even, I don't even, I think I just wrote that in the description just to make it look better. But I think he just hit around 2 million plays, but it's interesting to see where his head was at eight to 10 months ago and listen to him talk about what he really wants to do and what he wants to accomplish. And now, the past month his song following has really started to blow up and we'll see where it goes from here but i wanted to repost this episode because uh, i thought it was kind of cool just because the song's blowing up and also for the, the new people who have recently in the past eight to ten months started listening to this podcast so that's it uh wherever you're listening to this make sure you subscribe make sure you drop a rating to uh yeah rating on itunes or the podcast app on iphone whatever it helps me climb those charts and get found because the there's no real way to get your podcast out there besides that besides word of mouth. So, let's get into the episode right now with Trevor Daniel. Yo, this is crazy. What was the first when did you start like Making music. You started with recording first. Um, I mean, I played
1: drums and just kind of like messed around with little things like growing up, mostly drums. Um, and then, you know, my mom sang like in church and everything, so she was really good at that. So I would just always try to ask her for singing tips and everything. But that was just like me in like elementary school. I didn't really know what I was doing. Um, and then. You know, I'd get online and find, like, beats and stuff on LimeWire or, like, YouTube or whatever. Mm -hmm. Like, LimeWire was obviously back in the day, like, when I was... Like, instrumentals? Yeah, yeah, it would be, like, Tupac instrumentals, and I would, like... Mm -hmm. (laughs) But, but just because that's what you would find on LimeWire. But, yeah, yeah, and then I would just kind of, like, go through and, like, just... I started finding stuff on YouTube and you know, like, tight beats and stuff like that. And then I would just joke around with my friends and we'd be, like, rapping or whatever it was. And then, um, I guess, around 2011-ish, like, I started taking music a little more serious um, because it was always kind of like a little... a troll thing that I did. I always really liked it, but I just didn't really have the confidence in myself to try i guess to 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 put anything real out so mm-hmm. um but then at that point um like some of my credits didn't transfer or whatever cuz i moved to louisiana for a bit from college no just um just from high school like freshman year oh okay um they didn't transfer and like cuz i li- lived in louisiana for a little bit and uh, mm-hmm. i guess they didn't really Like, those credits. I don't know what happened, bro, to be honest with you. But um, (laughs) they just didn't transfer at the end of the day. And uh, I couldn't play football, which was kind of, like, my passion at the time. And uh, so I was just kind of... They made me do credit recovery instead of athletics. So I was just sitting in those classes, bored as hell. And then I would just go home. Didn't really have anything to do afterwards because... Like I'd given all my time to to sports after school mm-hmm. and uh so I just started, you know, recording, watching tutorials, um just doing stuff like that and you know, downloading beats off of YouTube and trying to learn how to just you
0: know, make music. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so you've been so you've been doing it for a while and like how many songs so you do you have like a lot of songs that aren't out that you've made in the past because i was looking through your um soundcloud and spotify and all that and like i feel like there's not too many songs because it seems like you've been just from the quality of like the music it seems like you've been doing it for a while so um i don't know like (laughs) (laughs) where
1: where are all those songs well thanks bro um you know there's a you know like you said it's been a while so there's been a lot of like hard drive crashes and <laughs> things like that. And, uh, yeah. So, I mean, I took a lot of stuff down, like as I would like learn and feel like I, I reached a new level or whatever that I was basically embarrassed of the old stuff. I would take that down Yeah. and, and kind of start over. Yeah, I feel that. Yeah. So, I mean, like, I don't know. I don't think anything was really, Even decent until about 2014, (laughs) late 2014, 2015. So, so, yeah. So, I don't know where most of those songs are. There's (laughs) actually this one kid that I know who has pretty much saved everything I've ever put out since high school. And, um, super, yeah. Well, he, him and I were just really good friends in high school. And, um, we're still cool now, but he just saved everything he was like yeah bro i'm gonna keep this as a catalog so when things blow up you can like you can look back at it and i i just haven't had him send anything just because
0: it's so embarrassing to hear it bro <laughs> that's great so how did you meet like taz and like link up with internet money and all of them um well honestly taz just sent
1: me a dm on instagram and i low key, i kind of geeked out because you know i was always watching their tutorials and you know, really? using their beats and stuff. Like I don't think I ever really put out anything on their beats. No- nothing that's still out anyway. But um like I would just always like learn and watch their tutorials and record over their stuff and so I was mm-hmm. kinda geeking out, you know. Um but he just was like, Yo, let me fly you out, uh, to LA and let's work and I'm like, Alright, cool. Um, so I go out there and I had no no idea that they were even looking at artists because uh, I don't think he really made it public yet and if he did yeah. I didn't see it um, so we just worked and uh, it just felt right, bro. Cause like in the first two hours we had two songs done, you know. So yeah, like like in falling was one of them. So yeah, <laughs> yeah it, it just it was just crazy,
0: bro. So it just felt right. And that's on that song just hit a million streams on Spotify too, right? Yeah, it's about to hit two
1: probably in the next day or so. Yeah. So yeah, that's it's, crazy. It's it's wild,
0: man. It's yeah, yeah I, I was gonna even say, even say how that. does it feel to like how does it feel to just like are you the type of person that's just like, All right, let's get it and now you're more focused than ever, or are are you just like um or are you just kind of like damn this is crazy what the fuck <laughs> you know what I mean it's, Cause it's like, a mixture yeah. a mixture of both yeah for sure Yeah,
1: yeah it's a mixture of both because um, like, like part of me is like super like I'm just like in awe of all of it just because like it's just insane um, because a few months ago I was just chilling like recording in my closet or whatever so um, and then now It's just, like, we just got off tour with Pinch. And, like, just all of this stuff is just happening so fast. It's just crazy. And then the other part of me is, like, okay, I want to keep this going because uh, that's always been a thing that I would see. Like, I would see some of my favorite artists blow up and then, like, fall off. And I never wanted that to happen. Just just because, like, I don't know, dude. I don't ever want to have to go back to, like, working... It's a job that I I hate. You you.
0: You know? Yeah, I feel you. I mean, dude, that's like part of the reason why I stay so fucking patient. And like, I would hate to have like, I wouldn't hate it because I think I'd be able to. At this point, I'd be able to manage it. But if I put something out that just got like like a video or whatever the fuck I put out that just got like 20 million fucking views or something insane like that Mm -hmm. on YouTube, which is a lot for YouTube. And just like went super fucking viral, and I just had a million Instagram followers like it would be great. I think I, I think I would be able to manage it and like figure it out, but like at the same time, I like the slow fucking client because the longer it takes is the longer it lasts. yeah, and you know the loyal I mean? fan base builds up yeah. too
1: It's not like the overnight thing.
0: Yeah. yeah, I always look at people like for artists, I always look at people like g or like Logic or something that just take all this time and just through tons of music videos that one does a little bit better than the other and the next album does a little bit better than the other and then they do deals at the right times and they whatever and it just creates these like fan bases where it's just they're not really huge in the culture but yet they're selling out these crazy arenas and doing Mm -hmm. insane shit. Yeah, that like g is the perfect example because that dude's
1: been grinding forever bro and he's yeah like in the big picture like m- mainstream wise like everybody's known g but he's just now like just going insane you know so yeah and like Rust too basically this is it yeah I russ
0: so Rust is russ is a good example of just like popping on the underground internet and then when he started going on tour they were like what the fuck who the fuck is this dude yeah exactly everything popped at the right time um how was that tour with Pinch that was your first time doing was that your first time doing shows um well I had done like (laughs) like shows in front of like (laughs) five
1: people (laughs) before same (laughs) um and and like I had done shows that like they were all local shows, basically. So, like, they were either five people um, that all knew my stuff. So, it was, like, just my friends or whatever. So, it was just me jamming out with my friends, basically. So, it wasn't too nerve-wracking. Or I did shows that were local that a lot of people knew my stuff. But for whatever reason, like, like I would always, like, I don't know, dude. The, the, the time of the slots or whatever... We get
0: yeah. messed Dude, up, I, and I'd... I, I fucking DJ for my homie Cam Meekins, and like,
1: oh yeah, I've heard of Cam, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Like, for like, there would just be some tours and random tours, and there's so many variables when it comes to. That. I mean, you know, now you did one, mm-hmm. like there's so many different fucking variables when it comes to tour, like who books it, the venue, what is this place, like mm-hmm. the time slots, the age limit, all this shit. There's it's- the city. Yeah. All these different variables. So sometimes, and the time slot, like you said, I'm I'm like, "Fuck! Why are we on at like six? Like, (laughs) like something crazy like that." Yeah, dude. uh, He was always opening up, and I'd be. And sometimes, like you have shows where there's fucking five people there, and I'd be Mm -hmm. DJing, like going out there, like fuck. (laughs) Yeah, dude. It's it. I don't know, man. They you you know how it is. So the crowd is like very. Dude, it's the best thing that could fucking happen to an artist. Hands yeah. down. So, ready? When I was... The first time I, I was in college still, the first time I ever had to go to some, like, event thing or whatever, it it was just like I was trying to be a filmer. That was, like, the first thing I was interested in was filming. Mm-hmm. And uh, this kid, like, at my college, at UMass Lowell, like, Big Sean and Waka Faka were coming to UMass Lowell. And they did this thing where, like if you sold a bunch of fucking tickets and you were performing that day, they would let you like open up for them, right? Yeah. So these kids like went ham and they sold, like it was like my friends, they sold like thousands of fucking tickets. So they're like, all right, you can open up main stage, but it's like this all day event. So it was at like 6 p.m. or like 5 p.m. or something.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: And at the time we're like fucking hyped because we're looking at this big, like 14,000 person arena. And we're like, dude, this is fucking insane. And then we get there and then, um, they're just opening the doors as they're going on stage. And there's like, there's like 200 people. You know what I mean? There's like two, 300 people. And there's like a few lines and, and like, but at the time, because I've never done a show before, I was like, damn, I wanted a fucking arena full of people right here. Yeah. And then like two years later, I'm on tour with cam and there's five people in front of me DJing and it's like lit and they're turning up in like a 200 person venue right and you because like you, you don't realize like damn that fucking first show we did was fucking lit and we were all they were all like pissed about it because no one's ever done a show before yeah like, so they're all like fuck that sucked but like yeah, realistically dude. that was lit as fuck like, oh yeah dude
1: that, that's a that's a like that's a decent crowd too you know like, i know it, but it because it was in, in an
0: arena it just like watered right. down Exactly. Like, there's so much empty space.
1: It's always, it's always it always feels better whenever it looks like it's a packed house, you know. Yeah. At least <laughs> for what you're looking at off of stage at least. Exactly. Oh
0: yeah. Sometimes those shows are better. Like mm-hmm. What did you what do you think you learned the most about cuz that was your first tour, right? That was your first official tour.
1: Yeah, I mean, basically um I consider that like my first performances because the other yeah. shows just like some shit would always happen or I would it would just be me and my five friends (laughs) and like that's so I don't even really consider those learning experiences besides like how to take an L and like but this tour um you know I just consider it my first real shows because the Pinches team um everybody around us handled it like everything very professionally and it was, yeah. it was just really cool to to see. It was a, a really good learning environment, you know, because Pinch is an amazing performer. Uh, yeah. So is Tyler Yahweh. Just watching those guys, um, it kind of helped me understand, okay, how should I interact with a crowd? Um, yeah. How do I get, like, people to... Because, under- like, I'm going to be real with you. I probably, like... I really fucked up probably the first few shows like just because nerves bro i was so nervous i
0: feel you dude
1: like jacksonville was just that one just worked out because you know taz is from jacksonville and uh so there was a lot of people who knew my music there so it made me a lot more comfortable i was Mm -hmm. still nervous but that was the first show and it just seemed um it just worked out and uh but then Miami bro they were just like staring at me dude <laughs> yeah so it was, it was crazy but then after after Miami after I like was like yo dude like it doesn't really matter i just my job is to put on a show like connect with them through the music and give them a good time you know like the show started progressing
0: and well, what you learned, too is like there's, there was probably I, I bet this fucking happened to you multiple times is there's probably a dude that you were fucking looking at at one of the shows just in the back just fucking mean mugging you and staring yes. at you and then he probably <laughs> yes. came up to you after the show dude that was fucking sick bro yeah like, dude that
1: was low a- yes for sure there was there was multiple times there was actually one time in Miami where this dude like like moved his head to make sure that we made eye contact and then he just rolled his eyes super hard. Like, I was like, shit, dude. Like, I suck. Like, and then that, it like really, like, shadowed my
0: confidence a little bit. But, um, so, dude, once you figure, like, once you, like, dude, I, once you get it down and start working, cause, like, the first time I stepped on stage DJing, I literally went up there and fucking put my head down and press play. Like, didn't know how to work a crowd. And, like, cause I would have 15 minutes to, like, do some shit and mm-hmm. like as Cam started getting on bigger tours and we were doing like in front of thousands of people like this fucking a lot of people looking at you right so like once you figure out like what people like and it just depends on the place like sometimes people are just not there for if, you, especially if you're an opener like that's that's where you're probably at right now you probably want to mm-hmm. run your own tour now that was like the thing I always saw I was like dude fuck this like opening I'm the opener's DJ <laughs> like nobody fucking cares about me but like, if you go up to New York, they all just fucking stare at you. Like the East Coast, if you go to like Minneapolis, they just go crazy. No matter what the fuck you play, like I don't know. It just depends on there's so many different factors. Yeah, dude, I I feel
1: like there there was a couple places that like jammed out, even though I know that we probably weren't the best yes. or. You know I know we were the best we were still trying to figure shit out you know we're we're all learning and everything but like towards I guess like halfway through the tour we all kind of realized like bro like it doesn't matter like as long as we go out there and just jam out like we would in the studio because we'll we'll sit there and we'll make a song and we'll just like jam out and just have fun and stuff so like as long as we do that like I know I can sing my songs like As long as I just, like, get over the nerves, and there's nothing that I need to worry about. So, like, halfway through the tour, like, the confidence of, I think, all of us started boosting, and then the show started getting better, and the crowd started reacting better. And it's just, you know, a really nice learning experience. So, shout out to Pinch and, and all those guys for letting us come with them, because they definitely didn't have to do that.
0: That's dope yeah i feel like that's a really important thing it's just like that's something that taught me a lot too is just going up there and just learning how to not give a fuck about where people's energy were like Mm -hmm. i'm jumping around on stage and no one's fucking jumping around on stage with (laughs) me and there's like yeah there's like 15 we're at this place in uh lupo's fucking heartbreak hotel in rhode island Mm -hmm. and um that's like a two thousand person venue. And it was lit, like obviously if there's that many people packed in, it was like sold out. Like it was dope, but like I was I, like they were there for the main event who was um the student Mike Stud, who you probably know. But um Yeah, yeah, I know Mike Stud. Yeah. And we were just fucking I don't know. Like it just teaches how it teaches you how to not give a fuck when people are just looking straight at you mm-hmm. and they're just right there. I don't know, that's like a soup, and I feel like I took that into like my videos, because when you're first filming videos, you're like, fuck, like, you don't want to look like an idiot, but then you get to the point where you just don't care, and then you realize it doesn't fucking matter.
1: Oh, like the people in public looking at you and shit, when you're doing a video or pictures or something? Yeah.
0: Yeah, it's just like easy just to just like let it affect you, you know? Yeah. But the second you re- learn how to like just not let it affect you, it just it just does it just doesn't matter anymore. It's just irrelevant. It just goes away. You don't worry about it and then it's just like, all right, sweet. <laughs> what do you think is like the number the biggest thing you learned from just like the whole like tour experience, like going somewhere new every night? Now- how long how long did you go on tour? Cuz you went on like a bunch of dates, right? Just off of his tour. I-
1: I went on the southern leg of his tour, so um, just all of the Florida dates through Louisiana and Texas. Um, okay. So I I think it was like nine, nine dates. Um, yeah. But by the by the last show, it was just like it since it was the day after day kind of thing. We just started kind of figuring out, like, okay, we need to take this song off a of set because yeah. <laughs> you don't know it (laughs) so it's like like it's just yeah so Taz would just be like yo take this song off you don't know this song bro and I'm like yeah you're probably right and then we would go in and we'd find like new songs because we wanted to play some new songs too and everything but I think the biggest thing that I learned at least I, I can't really speak for the other guys I know they learned a lot too um because we were all talking about how great of an experience it was but um it's like for me at least it kind of made me like shows because I always hated shows mm-hmm. like doing shows before because like I don't know I was never in the right show environment like the the yeah. like no like nobody at the local venues really gave a shit about sound or anything because they were just like oh whatever this kid's gonna be on and off yeah (laughs) like it it's just different whenever you're in a professional setting with everybody like everybody there cares about the show and cares about how the audience is going to perceive it it like everything goes better so like I learned how to knock off nerves like by the last few shows like i didn't really get too nervous anymore i would get like slight butterflies but like after learning how to not be nervous or as nervous anymore like it allowed me to start learning other things because with when you're nervous bro you can't learn anything You start forgetting <laughs> shit. yeah bro like i would forget my words and stuff like yeah like it just in you know stage fright bro yeah dude i bro i I had the worst stage fright especially especially after miami like i had like semi-stage fright in jacksonville but it just worked out and then Miami, you probably had
0: ptsd going into the next show (laughs) for real
1: dude so i feel bad for like everybody in tampa because like they 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 were cool though like the tampa guys just jammed out and like there was some really cool people in miami too but like it was a bigger venue And, uh, the sound just wasn't working on stage. Like none of us could hear anything. And like, they were just looking at us and we're just like, oh no, this is the worst. (laughs) Um, and then our van got broken into, but we just basically this whole, yeah, 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 it sucked, bro. This whole tour, like was awesome though. In like overall, you know, like I got to see a lot of places that, you know, I've seen most of them, like just growing up, just because I am from the South, so Florida, and, you know, Louisiana, and all that stuff, like, I would go there sometimes, but, um, it's just, it was just a really cool experience, and, like, now that the nerves are gone, and, like, towards the last few shows, like, I was able to implement ideas that I had to do on shows, like, that, you know, I had even before the tour, but I would forget to do because of, nerves so like once Mm. the nerves started getting knocked off and like i would see the audience enjoying it more i was learning how to talk to them more um
0: i was just feels good too to be able to just like hop on a stage and control the fucking crap because like when you have the mic and you're up there you're just like in control of this whole place you know what i mean Exactly. So it just feels good to have the confidence to, to do that because, like, that's such a scary thing for everyone at first. Yeah. So, I don't know. For me, it just felt good to be able to just... Um, just food. be able to...
1: Yeah, with the crowd. Like, once the crowd gets into it, bro, it's, like, the best feeling ever. Yeah. Like, I miss tour, bro. I miss <laughs> it. And I never thought I would say that, but honestly, it was so much fun. And, like, dude i i miss it i can't wait to go back on tour
0: huh. um with your like when it comes to actually making music now you have the whole internet money factory at your uh disposal yeah. what's your process like because you said you got into making beats and i know that like you're getting you're just getting tons of like kind of pre-made beats do you go in and like record over those and then do like I feel like there's it sounds like there's a lot of post production to your music it doesn't sound like you're just getting the internet money pre-made beats and then rapping over it ma- mixing mastering, and right. putting it out it sounds right. like you're getting something p- recording lyrics and then going back over it again And how, how involved mm-hmm. in you are are you in like the actual um like production of the beat and stuff like post-production
1: well i don't directly really produce anything or at least um that's was on the project i didn't directly have my hands on any of that Mm -hmm. um you know as far as like going in and, and tweaking stuff myself um but like what basically happens and we've all been growing together so like it it's slowly evolving into something different um but they they'll have things they'll be like uh like what are you like what are you hearing in your head like what do you like or or like what kind of sounds are you interested in or um do you have you been interested in guitar whatever it is you know or i'll just Mm -hmm. like make a playlist of a bunch of music i've been inspired by or whatever it is and uh we'll just kind of go in and they'll, they'll make some stuff and uh and like we'll have sessions or whatever and they'll dude they'll have <laughs> 6000
0: beats ready for you oh <laughs> man yeah they'll have so
1: much and i'm just amazed by how quick they make incredible things
0: <laughs> it's a factory dude it's a money factory
1: <laughs> they just dude they're just like on top of it bro and like they, they just like oh hey I like that send that to me real quick I I have something to add and like it's just like they're just all back and forth just yeah like, in the they're rooms you'll down. hear like well dude because at Taz's house like the 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 mansion like they they're just all in separate rooms and you just hear like you're just walking through the hallway and there's like so much work going on it's just
0: insane did but- you watch the uh, the vlog I put out from the internet money house
1: no i haven't i haven't seen that yet i'll oh, have to check it out that. after this call yeah. i
0: feel like i captured capture that in the video even though like a lot of people weren't there um mm-hmm. like a lot of people weren't there but like i was able to capture like Faravice, Kuntosh, and joels and um mm-hmm. like kind of like how everyone just here making fucking beats and shit mm-hmm. just you, 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 you gotta watch it it's sick just type in like Kyle Beats internet money but um yeah I mean like I, I get it though like I see how they're doing it like I think I learned a lot just from going there and watching like how they how they do all that shit like yeah, the second I got there fucking Kuntash had like fucking 10 beats that he made in like 5 minutes <laughs> and yeah. I was like sending them off and just like
1: yeah um, they, it's they, they know what they're doing, bro. Like, they just kind of... The thing about internet money that I've realized and that they've taught me is, like, having a clear direction in your head and not overthinking the process. Yeah. And, like, just being too much of a perfectionist. Because, like, you know, perfectionism comes in and has its place, and it's, it's good. But whenever it becomes too much like whenever you just start overthinking everything to the point where you just don't even want to put something out like that that's when it becomes a problem and yeah so they they kind of helped me a lot with like yo think about how you felt the first hour making this song and ignore the rest because the the original feeling you got is what everybody else is going to feel you're the you're the artist you're like you're in it so you're going to start hearing it way too much and you're going to overthink things that nobody else would even care about and you're going to start taking the the realness out of it the the more you overdo it so it's just like the the way they work is they they're they're really they're really quick with it they go straight basically based off of mood and in the feeling and then you can fix all of that later you know so when when they like show me stuff like we go in and we basically find what fits the mood of what i'm trying to work on and then after that like you said we can go do things in post you know like and as long as we you know just i don't know like tell the story i've
0: learned that so much though the past like the past like year or so of because i've been like trying to make my own music too um super dope just like working on that stuff and just like i think just from i don't know just from like my my life is just like music production now so but a lot of it has come from like nick Muir like his videos and just like I'm always watching the live streams and just like all the internet money shit and then everyone else too just being super involved in production is just like that initial beat and initial vibe like needs mm-hmm. to be so just like minimalistic I feel like and just mm-hmm. like exactly what you said like go with the feelings like once you start um, <laughs> once you start adding as this kid Mai said like once you start adding fucking elephants screaming and random things to your beats like it's just too much and mm-hmm. Just like, um, I don't know, just like that. My my beats are so simple now because they all because I'm treating them all like they have some sort of potential to either send to someone or to use myself. Right. Basically, the first initial thing is like, can I use this? The next thing is, can I put it on my website? Can I send this to someone? And then usually by the time I figure that out, I'm making a new video, so <laughs> it just yeah. saves in my computer but i don't know that's really important too is just that's huge too like what you said that first hour thing Mm -hmm. like the vibe in the first hour like i don't know i feel like that's gonna stick with me now after you said like that's so true because like i'm so shitty at fucking writing do you do you write a lot
1: yeah i pretty much write all of my own stuff like that there's nothing out that i've collabed on writing with so far like but i'm definitely not opposed to working with yeah. writers in the future just but as of right now like i don't really know how to work with other writers
0: so yeah. i just work like write everything so do you, you write know? without do you have to have like a beat or can you just like write um
1: there's like no method i guess i it just depends bro like sometimes i'll be um you know right in front of the beat and i like doing that but but if i write with the beat i have to record it right then yeah. otherwise like it'll probably never get recorded yeah and so i like being directly in the moment because um i'm very big on having the emotion right then and there
0: 100 like so yeah. yeah dude i need to like i feel like for me i've always have probably with a lot of producers in general too like You just get so many ideas Mm -hmm. for, like, mumbles. And for me, like, whenever I've recorded an idea that I've had for, like, a hook or for, like, a whatever, whatever, like, even just one, two lines, I always record that, and then I just can't get that out of my head, and then the rest Mm -hmm. of the fucking song never gets finished because I just, like, I don't know. (laughs)
1: Dude, I feel you. I feel you on that. Like, my my phone memory is probably like really low just based off voice of memos. my voice memos yeah <laughs> yeah dude like i'll i'll like get a a melody or something in my head and i'll just like da 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 like i'll just go hum it yeah. and then you know sometimes it'll be months though and then i'll just be like dude i can't think of anything writer's block whatever it is and then you go listen to the voice memos and you're like dude i've had this the whole time i could figure that out but you know voice memos are awesome but dude like the the going past the two
0: lines or whatever bro that happens to everybody (laughs) that happens to everybody i mean it happens with like producing too and it's Mm -hmm. it's like something i did over the past year because i've been putting out videos like pretty much every other day like i put out like hundreds of videos the past year Mm -hmm. and um like there's so many videos especially like a year ago when i was not as good as i am now i feel like i've improved a lot the past like year or two like sure. there's so many so many videos where I've had to fucking push through a beat and just finish it even though it's I hate it mm-hmm. but I wonder if I I wonder if doing that as an artist <laughs> no yeah dude honestly bro um
1: I did not really like falling until the song was done really? <laughs> like I really dude like we we had the chorus and everything and I had verse and then we were just kind of going we had so many ideas bro like just we you know we just had so many ideas and then then I was like damn let's just start something new you know and then they're just like bro this is this is crazy just like just like give it 30 more minutes you know and then so we did and then we ended up getting the second verse and then it's not really a second verse; it's more like a bridge breakdown kind yeah. of thing. Um, and th- you know, there's not a chorus. Be- whatever, dude. But uh, <laughs> we just, you know, we finished it just because I don't know. It goes back to that overthinking thing too. Like, as soon as you start not liking it, you're you
0: start picking apart all the stuff that you don't like. Um, but yeah, what um okay. what what happened to like. How did like? Cause that song, I've been following Taz's Instagram, and like that song just did anything happen to like spike the Spotify plays in that song? Like, what's been happening to like draw people's attention to that song in the past like month? Um, I think honestly, what it was
1: is you know we started linking up with a lot of YouTubers and like like hey guys like if you wanna post this or whatever i don't know like just to see if you know like the the channels that's that's kind of how i got my started anyway yeah With like cerebral vibes and all that stuff so we were like oh we should maybe reach out to the youtube community because they've they've always shown love and then uh we started reaching out to like these the edit pages on Instagram like the guys mm-hmm. who do like those like crazy edits with the cartoons like it's Yeah, just, I saw yours you know they you put out. Yeah. Yeah, uh this kid Stizzy like made one and then we were like, dude, this is sick, you know? And and like a lot of people started like interacting with us and saying, "Hey, we really like the song and everything." And we were just like, "Where did this come from?" <laughs> you know, and then we kind of like traced everything back to those edit videos and we're like, yo, these are actually pretty dope. Like, like, it's just really cool that somebody took their time out of their day to go make those. So we just talked to to him and we're like, hey man, just like if you want, bro, like, like just just go for it. Like, like the, you don't even have to ask us to make those edits. You know, like that's we that's cool. We appreciate you. You know, and uh, you know that I think the edits really kind of helped a lot. Yeah. Because that that alone you know helped instagram and all of that stuff and then um the like TikTok, we that new app or whatever yeah 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 um
0: it's like um, <laughs> musically
1: 2.0 yeah i sound i sound like a grandpa that, that new
0: app <laughs> Oh, dude um, i mean like musically and all that shit is for like fucking like young like middle school fucking girls and like, yeah that's dude. like the major majority like but it's crazy
1: like the type of shit they do on there like it's like if you really watch it it's like dude how did they do this but like like we we got on tiktok and like all of a sudden we found a bunch of people doing these these tiktok dances and stuff like to falling and like there was ones with like a hundred thousand plus views and stuff like and we're like oh shit okay this is probably why things are peaking up a little bit on spot a lot on spotify actually and um, it's been consistent ever since so I think really it's just like like overall just using every platform exactly yeah and just just to get the music out so
0: yeah exactly I mean that shit too like spreading what is it the width like spreading the width Mm -hmm. of what you're doing like going Mm -hmm. to all platforms even coming on this podcast is another little thing just like Mm -hmm. i've noticed that too with my brand just being available everywhere like even though this podcast isn't that popping i mean for a producer podcast it's 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 like literally the best one um but like it's not like crazy popping yet like i just started 18 episodes in like a couple a few months but like it's it's just like grown my brand somehow because people have way more of a fucking connection so it's just like mm-hmm. doing little things that don't really show you're not going to see direct progress like if you showed some mm-hmm. random person that would be like oh sick like it's on tiktok like so what you know what i mean yeah, But like exactly. over time taking one step at a time and using the internet and using the platform i literally said that the other day on a fucking podcast i did like A Q&A podcast and um just answered people's questions and i was just ranting for a little bit and i was like i don't know fucking go on that tiktok app or some shit i never even used it either mm-hmm. before i just know that it's like what musically used to be or something so i was like go on mm-hmm. fucking tiktok and try to do some shit like that's a new because because everyone's trying to... like. The question is, like, how do I get myself known as a music producer? That's, like, the number one question. Mm-hmm. And it's just, like, you just have to fucking scramble and figure it out. Like, that's the answer. <laughs> and, like... Yeah, dude. That's exactly what you did. Like, and that's exactly probably what you're going to continue to do. It's just, like, figure out the newest shit. And just, like... Yeah, and I
1: mean, honestly, I don't even know if... I don't. I don't think most of this was on purpose like I think the YouTube thing definitely was was like linking up with the youtubers but yeah um you know we're all kind of learning together as far as internet money and we and we have like Taz and them are partnered with Alamo and everything but uh like the learning just kind of overall how people work I guess. Like it's just kinda something we're all kind of figuring out. And uh so we once we saw the edit thing we were like, dude, this is insane, bro. Like this this kid really just killed this video with this song and we would have never thought about this. And what's crazy is we already knew of Skizzy. I was about to say Skizzy. It's cause you brought <laughs> up Cam earlier and they have a song together. <laughs> me, wow. Um Yeah. Um <clears throat> no but Stizzy uh like, I had watched his stuff for a long time. And then, turns out, like, Nick knows him. And it's just, bro, just networking in general is crazy. And then just, like, I don't know. Like you said, bro, just figuring out new new ways to do things. Do things, it's like,
0: yeah. the best. So. Um, fucking, who do you think, so far from like that last album you put out and the other music, like what producers in internet money have you worked with like the most or like the closest Um, with, like when it comes to making music? Um,
1: Hmm. Honestly, bro, we, we all kind of balance ideas back like so often that it's pretty even to be honest with you. Um, I know from the first project, um, Nick didn't really have anything on there, um, and I was... Because we would look through everything, and then... Like, I wouldn't pay attention to who produced it, just because, like, everybody goes back and forth so much. Yeah. Like, I wouldn't really pay attention to it. And, but, them, a uh, lot of
0: beats are probably, like, produced by three or four of them.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Like, they they're, they're really big on like the team and stuff, like coming together and like building something. So, I mean, I'd have to say now, like looking on my, my desktop right now, like there's a, there's a lot of Casey Supreme. Um, Nick and I have been working on a lot of new stuff together. Um, it just so happened that he didn't, uh, that we didn't really have much on the first project together mm-hmm. um, but just kind of glancing at my desktop um, Touch of Trent Kuntash, uh, like just, just everybody I mean honestly we pretty much everybody I've been working with now like pretty evenly so just because I think they're all kind of figuring out the sound that I'm kind of hearing and going for and we're all growing and learning each other and I think now it's just helping it be way easier for us all to work because you know MJ will send me stuff sometimes, Casey will just text me something and then we'll go back and forth and Trent lives in Houston or he's from Houston, he lives in LA but he's been in Houston I guess for throughout the holidays and everything so we'll like link up at the studio over here if I'm in houston and so basically everybody bro like e true everybody so so
0: yeah what do you what do you think your next like big goal is for for you for like the trevor daniel brand do you think it's just to get this knock out the streaming numbers do you think you want to just mm-hmm. like what do you think is that next like thing you're reaching for or is it just to create just to keep creating dope music
1: well personally i feel like things like you know as long as we keep working and, and going forward and just like just doing what we've been doing and just growing um like all of that like is going to come like i don't have any doubt in my mind that it's going to come like not to sound um cocky it's or like, anything but i'm dumb. just <laughs> Yeah, but it's just like I'm really confident in the people that are surrounding me and I'm really confident that we we know what we're doing, we work well together, we're we're creatives, we, we like working together and like so it's gonna it's gonna just like the the audience will come and then I just like I don't know, dude. I'm just really happy building like such a solid fan base with people who like care so much like that's probably the biggest thing i mean like of course i want to get plaques and stuff i think that would be super sick and really awesome but i think all of that will come um after i really just build a solid fan base yeah. and really connect with the people who who care about my stuff and and you yeah know, i feel
0: I think that's like the biggest thing for me, too, is just like, just like building a fucking fan base and just like, Mm -hmm. and just like inspiring people to do whatever Mm -hmm. the fuck they want. Hell yeah, dude. I feel like once you see the light, too, like once, once you hit that, like if I was in your shoes, once I hit that million and started getting this little, you know what I mean, you go on the tour, you're with, you're with Pinch, you get the taste of that, you're with Aaron Mm -hmm. Money, you got all the fucking beats on Earth. The music is mm-hmm. good. You're getting some streaming numbers. Like once you see the light, then it's just like, "All right, we got something here." You know what I mean? Cuz yeah. I feel like I've always been confident with my shit, but until I hit like 10,000 subscribers and start my videos start popping off and you start seeing these comments. Mm-hmm. Like you kind of have these doubts all the time. And t- until you start getting the ball rolling, and you're like, "All right, mm-hmm. I got something here." Like
1: yeah. I saw you hit 100k on uh, YouTube.
0: Yeah, I'm at 160 now.
1: <laughs> it's, it's wild.
0: That's wild. Well,
1: it, it. starts going way faster. Like when, like once you hit, hit those thresholds, like it just goes crazy.
0: Well, yeah, you just have the ability to reach more. Mm-hmm. Um, like, but yeah, i definitely like with the consistency of my videos have like nourished like an audience because I was doing videos like every other day. Mm-hmm. um and like averaging like 10,000 subscribers a month. I actually took my That's first awesome. break cuz I was moving and a bunch of shit was going on. I took like a break for like a fucking week or a week and a half total. And it was weird.
1: <laughs> yeah. It wasn't even a break, it was
0: just a break from videos, but like fucking it was not it was not a break from my life, but it was just a break. Nah, no, feel you. It was a good creative break though. Like, yeah, to creatively just step away.
1: Hell yeah, dude! I feel you. I feel you. Yeah, it's always nice to do that. Like, I feel like the tour was actually really nice, even though we were doing music-related stuff. Just like not, not being in the studio. Yeah. For two weeks and going in and experiencing stuff, it's, it was really nice.
0: Because when oh. you get back, you're probably That's just
1: sweet. like, finally. Yeah, when- and you have like a a fresh head space you know so
0: it's cool it's like a different it's like a different fucking world (laughs) when you when you're on tour just like nothing Mm -hmm. else fucking matters I think I did like I've done two tours where it's like a month long you know it's it's just like when you're halfway through that tour it's like it's almost like this is what life is in a fucking van we were in like a van similar to what you guys had actually (laughs) yeah. but for like a month um just, like, you just get lost in it, almost, (laughs) like, every single day, it's a show, and you're just, like, on fucking Instagram, and then you go home, and you're, like, what the fuck, (laughs) what was all that, what the fuck was I doing? Yeah,
1: yeah, it's, like, a blur, it's, it's really, like, a blur, like, just because it's van, stop, go, show, van, stop, go, show, you know, it's just, like, you just, and everybody starts getting irritated with each other in the
0: van it's like yeah. it's it's pretty it's pretty weird bro. yeah you definitely uh learn a lot about people quickly especially when you're fucking drinking and shit too mhm oh yeah man of course you definitely uh it's a, it's a weird connection though <laughs> like you have with like i don't know what type, like what crew people you had like we had a fucking last tour it was like There's like five of us, camera people or whatever, but like I feel like you just get a random connection with like the fucking light guy or something. You know what I mean? Just because like yeah, you're just in a van. Like you have a connection with those people that's like a little bit different because Mm -hmm. you're stuck in a fucking van with them. Yeah, for sure.
1: I feel like every every one of us had some sort of different connection. Like, cause we we had the we had like a 15 person sprinter, but. The whole back row and whole back of the van basically had to be for our luggage equipment. Yeah, um, yeah and everything. Yeah, just like the, just just all the shit that we had, um, and you know, you you just have to talk to everybody, and then I don't know. I feel like even if like getting irritated with people on tour and everything, like at the end of the day, like. It almost just kinda creates that bond even more because you guys really went through that. Yeah. <laughs> like exactly. and just and and it like then you get out of the van and everybody's cool, you know, everybody's happy and like you go I don't know
0: and you go do the to a bar show. or you go to the <laughs> show and
1: you, you drink some beers and you're like, I really love you bro. Sorry about earlier <laughs> So it's
0: yeah, it's all it's crazy. Um you are putting a song out with black bear or is it all or is it already out
1: oh yeah yeah he did a remix to falling and we actually dropped that yesterday yeah well we we put it out on soundcloud yeah we put it out on soundcloud first and then um just because we were just really eager and impatient yeah um but then once we put it out on spotify and all the other dsps yesterday uh that that was more of the official release yeah how did that so, come
0: it, how did that come across did he just like reach out to you guys or
1: um <clears throat> there was a bunch of different things that led up to that um so you know I'm with uh internet money who's basically a partner of Interscope and Alamo and um uh Bear Trap Sounds uh Like, that's Black Bear's thing. Mm -hmm. And he is under, basically, Alamo and Interscope as well. So he's involved with a lot of the same people that we are. And um, so that that was one kind of connection. And then we also have a friend, uh, a mutual friend through... Uh, twice as nice Like it's like a producer yeah I think I heard that, um, that part, of group. part of that yeah yeah dude and like and he was really really cool about he just like sent it over to Black Bear before it ever got dropped and uh, Bear was just like yo dude I fuck with this and then um, like it was like two days before the release or whatever um, but so we didn't really have time to put that out as an official version or whatever. And then, like, while we were on tour, Bear sent over a remix. We are like, oh, shit, okay. That's cool, because, like, I thought he forgot about it. Or, like, just, you know, lost interest or got busy. You know, he's probably really busy. And, um, he sent it over, and we were like, oh, dude, this is dope, you know? And, um, so, it just... That's just kind of how it worked out. Like, um... I guess he really felt a connection to the song or something and then he he made his his interpretation of it and then yeah we we just were like yeah this is cool let's put it out and and see what the people think and then yeah
0: well that's always the most important part right it's just you have to have the whatever you're putting out whether it's you're putting out a mm-hmm. video a beat a song Mm-hmm. like you have to have that right first and then you can go from there right you know what i mean sure. that's always the important thing and it doesn't have to be perfect like we were saying how do you feel about just like how do you feel about quality versus quantity because you were just saying mm-hmm. like it doesn't have to be perfect and you're learning a lot from the internet money guys and all that stuff mm-hmm. how do you feel about just like dropping as many times as possible do you do you think you want to continue to put out like albums moving forward or do you want to put out singles or how do you Um, feel about it i want to
1: do a little bit of both yeah a a little bit of both like i definitely love the idea of singles and i think in today's you know modern listening world that's probably the best move um just as far as consistency goes and not like oversaturating things with because like i could put out an album and then you know, it's 10 songs, and then you start to, you look at it, the first song always has the most plays, and it slowly decreases after that, because people lose interest really quick. Yeah. Um, So like, you know, singling things out, I think is cool. But as far as quantity over quality goes, um, I'm still very, very big on quality. And, and so is everybody else, you know what I mean? But uh, there's, there is a certain point where I feel like a lot of artists and producers and just overall, just creatives in general, like we just start. Um, it's it's not even aiming for quality anymore as much as we're in our own heads, and uh, just overthinking things. Yeah. So, um, like we talked about earlier, that first hour of like, yo, this is this is dope. Like people are gonna love this. Blah blah blah. Like, I think. Keeping that in mind and not going like, oh, dude, there's like this little, small, tiny crack in my voice right here that no one <laughs> else on the planet's gonna hear, you know. Like, and so then, true. like, on mess, bro, like, when I said, I was literally sick, like, I was actually sick when I recorded that. Um, so, like, when I said, like, the first line is like, I'm sick, it's. You know, it's used in a whole different context. But the first line is, I'm sick, holes in my mind. And, um, like, my voice, (laughs) to me, sounded, like, super raspy. And everybody else was like, bro, that's what gives it character, though. If you go and you make it, like... Yeah. Too clean, it's not going to sound the same. And I was like, all right, whatever. (laughs) But that, that was something that I was like, oh, shit, I don't know if I like that. But now, like, I... Like so many people have told me, like, oh, I like the way that sounds right there. I'm just like, okay, well, damn. Like maybe, maybe it is. Like I don't know. Just finding that happy medium, like, cause like quantity, you know, you want to like give fans music and stuff like that. You want to give them something to listen to, and um, and then but. Like I don't I don't think, it's. I don't know like. Just not caring about it, yeah. or, or whatever. It's just like you have to have the right amount of like. You ha- almost have to pull yourself back from it. Taz always says, "Put the paintbrush
0: down." So, just like let it be what it is. So, that's just the thing. Yeah. The thing I always like about quantity. I think the thing. The thing I believe. The thing I believe in the most is just like having a bunch of like having a bunch of shit to do. Like if I was to for example, my life is recording videos, making beats, putting out pod basically putting out fucking content right now as my life. Um mm-hmm. and just like I don't have too much I don't know if you know my mom is fucking cancer. So I, I'm like Damn. one of her caregivers here every mm-hmm. day, me and my sister. So we kinda split time doing that. So um so like half of my I probably have half of the amount of time that I would like to be working. Um, mm-hmm. Like it's like every other day. And and it's like the morning sometimes, of the days or whatever. So basically I'm just worried about the content right now. But for me, it's just like, as long as I'm fucking working 24 seven, I really, mm-hmm. cause like that means you're improving, you're putting out stuff, whatever, right. whatever. I really like the idea of like, putting out um like as much stuff as possible when it comes to like Mm -hmm. the right things like for example videos podcasts and the only reason i like it is because if you post a video and it doesn't do well or it doesn't do as well as you wanted or you post a podcast and it doesn't do as well or like you said like the something goes wrong and there's like a little cut in the video like literally the video i put up yesterday (laughs) there was a spot where i left a minute of the video where i like just left a part in there and didn't cut it out and it was just like Mm. literally just like me stepping away from my desk and like changing the volume on my fucking hs7s (laughs) and i just left it in there and like fucking whatever like because i'm you know what i'm gonna put another one out tomorrow filming another one today so i think it's just diversifying it into a point where like if i sat down and made a beat right now i never just sit down with the camera off and make beats so like i'm even though i'm putting in all this work and making all these fucking beats and this is my whole life i'm still creatively like inspired so i think it's just like Mm -hmm. i don't know like doing all that like if i was recording podcasts every single day all fucking day i would hate doing podcasts but because i do one once a week and i put it out and edit it and listen to it it's like the most amazing thing on earth it's the best thing to throw into my like schedule and it's like i'm not just editing videos all day i'm not just recording videos all day i'm not just making beats i'm not just making songs so i feel like diversifying it and just putting out as many and obviously you have to like organize it because like for me if i were to put out songs i think the songs and the music videos are the two things I would care the most about and be as perfect as I wouldn't just put out a fucking song right but I don't know I don't exactly I what, what I'm trying to say
1: but no I get you I get you so it, it's really like the more you do something the better you get and the less you worry about little shit because you're just getting better and you're good at it so like yeah I know what you mean bro it just so helps I'll my
0: anxiety when I just put out as much mm-hmm. shit as possible the thing too about the thing too that is like kinda weird about um me putting out music is usually when an artist puts out their first fucking song, like six people hear it. But now mm-hmm. I have a hundred and sixty something thousand YouTube subscribers. I just hit thirty two thousand mm-hmm. Instagram followers and it's like that's all fucking growing. I got the podcast. So like there's gonna be tens of thousands or i don't know how how we'll do but there will be thousands of fucking views on this guaranteed first song (laughs) so yeah that's like Uh, something weird that um i'll definitely be checking it out yeah i got one that i'm putting out it's definitely the best one that i've made so far everyone fucked with it it's like a weird like it's cool i've sent it to a bunch of people and they liked it um but all the other ones I don't know They're decent There's some decent ones But I'll get yeah, The production's on point <laughs> <laughs> Of course <right? laughs> The beats course. make up For any fucking um, Bad parts in the vocals What would you say so, though? I mean it's What were you gonna say no,
1: I was just gonna say It's a, a Huge chunk of the song So
0: Yeah Yeah I mean I go ham on the post production too Cause like Just <laughs> record some shim- Simple shit And then Build the beat around that it's always fun
1: yeah exactly like tailoring it to the vocals I think that's a big part. that's that's what they they do a lot of that for like with me too so yeah like just like like you said the post is insane so
0: that's literally um, one of my favorite fucking things to do is make a beat have some vocals over whether it's mine or someone mm -hmm. else's as long as they're good and then do the fucking post production and build Mm -hmm. the beat around those vocals like that's literally exactly because right. you're just make you're literally making a song like it's literally
1: yeah um, and you're you're putting it together it's insane oh, yeah.
0: what would you um what would you say to like because you're an artist and I know like a a lot of the people that follow me are probably producers there's a lot of them that are producers and artists there's also a lot of people similar to you who are artists looking at my videos trying to be trying to learn how to make their own beats. What would you say to mm-hmm. like an artist that's just like starting off today and they're just they're just trying to get off their, their feet off the ground because that's a tricky path too like like you said mm-hmm. just like showing up to these shows and trying to open and the local openers and doing these shows and it's just like it's hard to get your feet off the ground as just an as like an artist
1: mm-hmm
0: like what would you say to someone just like kind of starting off this year <clears throat> sorry my bad boy.
1: um i think just like don't be i don't like just don't be too hard on yourself like if 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 you take an L just take the L you know what i mean like and just keep going because like people people aren't going to see all the the stupid shit you have to do and all the crappy songs you make or whatever, you know what I mean? Like just just do and just keep learning. Like and never feel like you know everything because I've I know I've known some people who, you know, got like a thousand plays and thought they were on top of the world and just like got really complacent mm-hmm. and they like you know nobody's really known them since high school or whatever and uh it's just like it just kind of um just stops after that so like just keep learning and like keep networking and uh just focus on like growing and like building your brand and learning who you want to be as an artist and I feel like this goes for producers too because like I feel like in today's society, like with with people like Metro and everything, like building brands as producers, um, like it's like it's it's all it's all merging and and becoming a blurred line. So just because producers are artists too, you know, mm-hmm. it, it's just easier to say like uh, producer versus artist or whatever. It's just easier to differentiate what they do, but I mean. If you really think about it like back in the eighties or back in or any other genre of you know like where there's multiple people like playing guitar or whatever that that's producing that's coming up with the the instrumentation that's coming up with that stuff so this is, it this goes for everybody just like keep growing and keep learning keep watching tutorials, keep figuring out new things, keep dabbling in different genres um and don't don't overthink every little thing. I think that's the biggest thing is like, don't overthink every little thing. Cause I think that's what held me back the longest was just overthinking everything Yeah. instead of just like trusting the process, even though it feels really weird to say that because three months ago, if someone said, trust the process, I would have been like, great. That's not the best info (laughs) you know but it's 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 weird just just keep going and keep networking and keep growing and and like look at yourself from a like an outside point of view in a way and like okay if I was a fan and somebody put this exact thing like this I don't know maybe a cover art or whatever if my favorite artist put this cover out like this cover art out would I be let down you know yeah. but at the same time don't compare yours. it's dude it's such a weird thing this
0: is the hardest
1: thing I think to explain
0: <laughs> I know what you're saying though it's I think it's everything it's super important to just like as long as you know what you're doing cause like obviously there's there's some people that shouldn't keep going there's some people that you need to learn you need to try to be an artist try to be a producer in that progress, you learn how to use FL Studio, and you learn how to use Illustrator and Photoshop, build a website, and then maybe you go on mm-hmm. to do something else, whether it's around music or it's not, and you take those skills with you. Like, I was mm-hmm. trying to make fucking apps this whole time, like before this, and do websites, and I was doing all sorts of shit before, and just making beats on the side. And, but because I did all that stuff, you know what? My fucking videos are nasty now because I was doing music videos for people. So now I'm able to right. use that to showcase my beats, and yeah. I edit videos and record videos more than I make music. You know what I mean? Hands down. Yeah. And I'm, but I, yeah, I'm the everyone's favorite producer. I fucking am, I'm yeah. a video editor. Right? You know what I mean? Like I literally just make videos. And um, you,
1: you know what's crazy? What I've noticed is like so many of like my favorite people and like the. I feel like the people who are coming up nowadays and like like right now, twenty eighteen, twenty nineteen, are are people who learned multiple things, mm. like the whole DIY thing, yeah. and then uh, you know one of those things <clears throat> really worked out for like like you're you're saying like the the production obviously thing on your YouTube, like all of that is really taking off but you have all these other things that you're knowledgeable about like the video editing and all of that stuff i think that that's like huge for everybody just being knowledgeable about every little thing you know like not you don't have to know everything but as much as you can you know it helps with you know everything so
0: yeah it's so true because you're never really wasting your time so i think just like it's a huge balance, but like, if you have a vision and you know what you want to do and you think you can do it, just put your fucking head down and just like mm-hmm. try. Because as long as you don't stop and just keep doing stuff, and just like you, it's it comes into like the perfectionist thing. Like, just just bl- it's it's good to sometimes just blindly do shit. I was going on those tours, DJing. I was fucking so broke and like, you know what I mean. But I just continued mm-hmm. to do shit, and I was involved in music and and whatever just like i don't know just it's just like it's hard to figure it out you know but as long as you keep doing shit and put your head down it's like if you're running up a hill i always fucking say this if you're running up a hill you can be pissed that you're running up a hill but as long as you continue to run and don't stop you're gonna get to the top you're just gonna be Mm -hmm. like damn why was i so frustrated and pissed that i was running up that hill exactly dude i i
1: think like what you said about balance too that it's, like, the best thing, like, figuring out, like, the give and take of everything yeah. and the balance between all of that. So,
0: yeah, dude. Right on, Maybe. man. Right on. So, yeah, yeah. we've pretty much reached the end here. It's been an hour, 15 minutes. Damn, that's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> they, it, they, it did not
1: seem like an hour, 15 minutes I feel like we've been chopping it up for, like, 20, 30 minutes. They go by pretty quick.
0: Um, yeah fucking what's it what's in the future what's the future have for Trevor Daniel what What can we expect um well we we're gonna
1: put out a new project in January nice um we're working I'm pretty sure we have the date but I'm, I'm like 95% positive this is gonna be the date but I don't wanna say it yeah uh, but funny. I know it's in January yeah um but Yeah, so we're going to put that out. Um, uh, Young Pinch actually did a rework of Falling as well, and we're going to put that out. I really, really like it. And, um, you know, we're just going to... We have some music videos coming out. We have a lot of really dope collabs coming out. Um, And, yeah, I'm just going to
0: keep going. You know, just keep <laughs> climbing that hill. <laughs> keep climbing that hill, bro. Um, yeah. For those who do not follow you, where can they go follow mm-hmm. you? What's the best places for people to follow Trevor Daniel? Instagram, Twitter? Um,
1: um, Instagram's definitely the best. Twitter is definitely the second best. And then, you know, Spotify and all that stuff because that's where the music is going to be. Um, but uh, all of my social media is. At I am Trevor Daniel. Uh, but yeah, Instagram and Twitter. I'm working on my Twitter, but Instagram is definitely the, the best place right now.
0: Dope. So, And I'll have your name in the title so people can spell it correctly. <laughs> All right, that was it. I hope you guys enjoyed this repost episode. Uh, I thought this was a cool one to repost. I hope you guys enjoyed it. I hope you guys got something out of it. Uh, If you're still listening, wow, you're absolutely incredible. Let me know on Instagram that you're still listening and I'll comment back to you and maybe listen to your music. But if you listen to this like in four months, I'll probably forget. Um, But no, thank you so much for listening to these podcasts. I really love doing these podcasts. Um, It's like it's like so weird because I'm trying to find time to do these while doing everything else, but I really love to do them. I love talking to people. I love um, just long form podcasts. I listen to podcasts all the time and when my voice doesn't crack when I'm recording them, it's a great time. So (laughs) um, yeah, please give me a rating on iTunes, Spotify, uh, wherever you're listening, the analytics to the analytics are like so all over the place. Like I have more listeners on SoundCloud than Spotify. It's the strangest thing dynamic of all time when it comes to a podcast. Um, but yeah, we're getting like 10,000 plays an episode or something like that. 10,000. If you combine everything, SoundCloud, Spotify, iTunes, YouTube now, um, so it's exciting and i think podcasts are part of the future so i'm gonna keep going and i also love doing them so that's it i need to stop talking i need to go to bed it's late at night thanks for listening see you guys in, in the next podcast hit me up on instagram and peace out
1: Crazy.